Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this this Sunday afternoon? Nebraska's been winning a lot recently. That winning ended on Saturday, as we'll talk about uh, for a good amount of this episode, I'm sure. Uh, but how are you feeling after yesterday? Yeah, you know, it's it's a downer, but the way Nebraska has been, Nebraska has been living on the edge. I mean, you can't, when we have four turnovers a week before, or four fumbles, lost three of them, you just can't do that. And I think the difference, one of the differences was that that uh, uh, Michigan State had a better quarterback. They they used actually two quarterbacks in the game, and uh, and one of them th- threw for a touchdown, and and well, both of them did. And but uh, but uh, Hauser was the, uh, the the main one in there. They he, they were just better yesterday. Than Nebraska and Nebraska just just let them right in. Just it's like you know, you just can't keep defeating yourself. And with three games to go against winning teams with winning records, man, you got this thing has to stop and it will stop at some point. I just don't know when, and I don't know if it'll be in time to get the sixth win. Yeah, and I mean, this was the sixth win right here that you yeah. and I had both been counting on, and we were said, okay, yep. this is going to be it. Nebraska is going to be a bowl team when we come back next week, and <clears throat> it just didn't happen. And it's uh, it's really unfortunate. I, I, there still is a path for Nebraska to get to a bowl game, of course, but it's way more difficult now that you can't win this game against a really bad Michigan State team. This is the only their third one of the year. Like you, you got to be kidding me. And and also looking at the way the Big Ten West shook out, Illinois beat Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Iowa almost lost to Northwestern. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll get through the Big Ten scoreboard. Yeah. But you look at the Big Ten West standings and how they shook out this weekend. Nebraska could have been tied for first coming out of this weekend if they win this game. Uh, and now it's on to a Maryland team that is going to be very difficult to beat. And then Wisconsin and Iowa, uh, who are d- two teams that they play solid football, don't make a lot of mistakes. And Nebraska's needed teams to make mistakes to get wins this year. So we'll see. But I mean, just as you said, going back to this game, two quarterbacks, Michigan state 100% had the better quarterback. Uh, Heinrich Harburg. I, I think this is probably his worst game of the year. I'd like to say um, maybe besides the first game of uh, that he started this year. Um, but two picks and two really costly picks. Uh, one blown coverage that was a sure touchdown to uh, Alex Bullock, and he just throws it right to the safety who's out of position. If he throws that to Alex Bullock, that's a touchdown. And then the yeah. other one coming with six minutes left in the fourth when Nebraska was down by three, needed a touchdown to do something or needed to just get in field goal range, and then you have time to stop him and then get another field goal. Uh, instead, he throws a pick, and Michigan State fortunately misses a field goal. Uh, or, or sorry, that was after the, that was after the fumble, I should say, but the, the Nebraska's defense, Nebraska's defense really, this game could have been a lot worse, I think. Yeah. And, and Nebraska's oh, yeah. defense allowed it to not be that. And of course you get the luck with the missed field goal that gives Nebraska the last chance. And then you get the, the, the what were your thoughts on the call there with Heinrich Harburg's pass being ruled a fumble instead of an incompletion when it most clearly was an incompletion, uh, and, and not a fumble. And then it causes Nebraska to lose about 12 yards there. More importantly than the yardage was the seconds. That At too. Very least, and and this is, you know, we lost the game, and uh, you can't blame it on one call, but that was a critical call that should have been reviewed. 
Nebraska didn't have any timeouts left, so they couldn't call a timeout and ask for a review. So Heinrich had to go back and, and try to get a playoff in time. And But it should have been reviewed. In my view, from what I saw, and of course, I'm you and I are both pretty biased, but I think that if I had been watching just two teams I didn't particularly care about, I'd say that was a bad no call. It should have been it should have been ruled an incomplete pass, and the clock would have stopped. Nebraska probably could have won a run, maybe two, maybe I don't, maybe three more plays. Get in range for for Tristan Alvano, who we hit last week, hit a fifty-five yarder, the second longest in school history. Yeah. Uh, I like the chances in that, at least to tie the game, and who knows what happens. But well, why do you? There, we can ponder this thing till we're blue in the face, but. That that to me was the the biggest guffaw that the officials made. Uh, I, I I just I had no idea when I saw the play live. I said, "Well, that's clearly an interception." Then I saw the time running down. I said, "Wait a minute, that's what they they got to stop the clock." That was an incomplete pass. I've seen you and I have seen incomplete passes, and we've seen fumbles, and that was an incomplete pass in my view. Yeah, and as you said, it's not you can't blame it on the officials. Nebraska shot themselves with the foot too much yep. to to win this game, I think. And sometimes the calls don't go your way. And I think that, I mean, as you said, we can talk about this and do our blue in the face. But I, I think that the officials aren't going to stop it for a play. Like there's no pos- there's no possession change. Uh, and I mean, in the end, okay, Nebraska gets. I mean, you okay, you have a shot. Maybe you have two plays. Or may, maybe one, honestly, at that point. But uh, still, it's 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 just heartbreaking for, for Nebraska to come so close to pulling off a, a game that you really shouldn't have won and, and at least getting into overtime uh, and having something like that happen. And then you end up losing a game that you definitely should not have. Um, in in hated... all this... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that and then uh, a, a kid who entered the transfer portal from Nebraska last year and during the offseason, he transfers to Michigan State, and that's Alante Brown. And he threw – I mean, it was a great, brilliant call. It was a halfback option pass. And he, he was a quarterback uh, in high school in, in the Chicago area. And he was he's a great athlete. And he just – he put that, that pass right on the numbers – and they didn't get a touchdown on that. I think they ended up getting a field goal. But that was a great yeah. play. Nebraska's aggressive run defense was there to stop the run. And then it, when we got burned, and uh, I think it was Isaac Gifford who, Gifford who got burned on that play. But it was yeah. a great call. I mean, if you're just looking at it from a f- football standpoint, um, you know, great call, great timing to do that. And Nebraska is going to have to figure out a way to combat that because every other team – the, the next three on the schedule are going to be doing the same thing. You know that if if we can't stop it, they're going to keep throwing that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as you said, great, great call. And and I, I assume they'd watch film and be like, all right, they're going to heavy run commit every time uh, or, or just notice that during the game and then right. pull out that little flea flicker, halfback option, whatever. Um, and it just makes it even worse that Elante Brown was one that threw it. But yeah, um, <laughs> man, I wonder. I wonder if he, just the way that receiver room shook out this year. I wonder if he kind of wishes he would have stayed because he would have been 
Yeah. Uh, a solid, solid receiver to have with Billy Kemp going down and all these other guys going down. And uh, so that, that, yeah. that, that was just a, the hindsight's 2020, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah. in this game here, Grumbo, there's a lot of just terrible play and bad play calls and just Nebraska did not play well. Who do you thought stood out? Who do you thought played well? We'll start with the offensive side of the ball here. You know, I people say this. Is, well, Emmett Johnson, I mean, he's the leading rusher for, what, three weeks in a row? I mean, he didn't run for that many yards. So, but he's he's come in there, and so far he hasn't fumbled that I can recall. He's played solidly. Um, I got to, I got to, I have to really like him. And, and, Despite Heinrich Harburg's two interceptions and he's getting clobbered, his offensive line is not very good. Um, Heinrich, we don't we don't stay even that close without Heinrich at the lineup, in my view. Uh, so um, yeah, but uh, I mean, th- this whole offense is being put together with chewing gum and paper clips and and bandages uh, to try to field a a team on there. I mean, people who don't follow this program need to understand you, you have freshmen, true freshmen in the lineup playing major roles and performing really well. And and that that's going to bode well for Nebraska in the next couple of years. You get Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd kids who were playing high school ball in Nebraska last year. They're making great plays. Uh, They just, they need to get more experience and, you know, all, all that. And we know, we know that, but, um, and then we, uh, of the 11 starters on offense that started the game at, uh, at Minnesota, only eight of them are still able to play. You lost two defensive or two offensive linemen for the season. And then Nuelli played kind of a patchwork, uh, uh, role yesterday and then uh, he wasn't he's not 100 percent, so he's hobbling around there they're doing the best he can but you can't you can't expect Heinrich or anybody else to to uh, operate smoothly under under those circumstances I, I think I've heard the criticism of, of Mark Satterfield and I think that I think that's totally unjust he's trying to win with what he has left and and the, and it's slim pickings at times yeah and I was gonna say when it I, I totally agree with you that the criticism against Marcus Satterfield is totally unfounded. Uh, and, and it's kind of insensitive in a way of um, just like you should be doing the same with worse pieces. Like there's only, there's only so much you can do on offense without Billy Kemp in the lineup. And just the way that Nebraska's offense is being run this year of just the option route that's kind of being taken by Matt rule and Scott, or sorry, Marcus Satterfield um, is, it's hard to score a lot of points and that kind of stuff. And I understand that it's frustrating to watch at points, but you got to, you got to remember that he's got like nothing. As you said, it's rubber bands and chewing gum and duct tape. And like, there's <laughs> no, he's, he's got, it's like a, he's trying to build a plane while he's flying basically. Yeah, uh, exactly. out of this offense. So it's, I have a lot of respect for Marcus Satterfield that we're still able to score more than Iowa does consistently every single week. Um, so I'll take, I'll take, I mean, you give him a bonus instead of, uh, instead of, um, uh, Brian Ferentz over there, but, um, what about on the defensive side of the, or I guess I should say who, who I thought stood out. I would have to agree with you with Emma Johnson. I think he probably played the best out of anybody on that offense yesterday. Uh, and I mean, even with the two picks, 
Harburg gets us a 43 yard run where he just literally outran everybody. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. deceptively fast where yeah. it, it, you look at that, the, the lane there to run and you think, and, and just watching it, I was thinking, Oh, he's not going to make that. He's not going to, he's going to get tackled there. Oh, he ran past that guy with about two yards to spare. Oh, he's by that guy. And then he gets finally chased down by a safety. And it kind of looked like Michigan's linebackers and the first two corners he blew by were like, Who, what was that? <laughs> they like, didn't, they didn't know he was that fast. Uh, and so that was, that was just a really clutch run that gave Nebraska an opportunity to go and win the game and set his defense up to go help him win the game there. That just didn't end up happening, but, um, still a lot of, a lot of respect for Harburg. And I, I think player of the game though, just all around and didn't make a lot of mistakes was Emmett Johnson. He is, has he fumbled at all this year? I don't believe I don't he think has. So, so he's really so. yet to make a major mistake, which I might have just jinxed something, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully he won't fumble next week against Maryland, but he's just been really solid getting touchdowns, getting yards, getting about 70 yards a game, like nothing huge, no hundred yard games and anything like that. But he just does what Nebraska needs him to do and runs that option and scores touchdowns when we get inside the red zone. And that's what you want a good running back to be able to do. Of course, he can work on the explosive plays when we have a legit offensive line to block for him. Uh, but even more respect of a freshman coming in and not not having an offensive line that can really block for him. And he's still making, making a lot of uh, progress and, 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 and doing a lot of good things out of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's the discussion going around here in, in Omaha and Eastern Nebraska that uh, this is Heinrich's chance. These last three games to solidify himself going into next fall. If if we don't get to a bowl game and he continues to have you know uh, turnovers and taking sacks and, and and maybe even I hope this doesn't happen if he gets injured this is his chance I believe in these last three games or maybe four games if we're lucky to assert himself and say no this is my job I'm taking over you don't need to get another quarterback because you eliminate the mistakes and you know. And and that's a huge if I I get I get that, but if you could do that, you give yourself a chance to win games. If if we go down there, you know, and and eke out a bowl uh, game qualification, you got to look at Heinrich as as a guy you want to keep on the lineup. Um, and I don't know who else will leave you. You figure with Chuba, he doesn't want to spend his rest of his college days sitting on the bench, and and uh, Jeff Sims the same thing. Um, you got to believe that, and then you got Danny Kalen coming in from Bellevue West here in the Omaha area. Um, so you know, do you go to the transfer portal? Do you get another quarterback? Well, we saw that Jeff Sims coming in in the transfer portal really didn't. <laughs> it, it it wasn't the the cure all that we thought it was. He's he uh it's it's unfortunate. I I thought I think I still think he's the best athlete in the quarterback room, but but uh and you can say well he fumbles and throws interceptions. Well so does so does uh, the tank commander. So I don't know. I don't, what do you what do you think? You think they'll go to the transfer portal? Get a quarterback? Man, I, I think Matt Rule likes stability and I get the vibe from him that he does not he doesn't love building teams out of the transfer portal. I don't think he's good at doing that. Of course, we haven't really seen, he hasn't been in an era of college football where that's been a thing. Right. But I think he's better recruiter than a lot of people give him credit for. 
uh, outside of Nebraska. I think Nebraska fans have seen what he can do recruiting wise, and we've seen the talent perform on the field. So there's a little bit of hope there with those incoming freshmen. But I mean, who knows? Maybe I mean, I think he just wants some stability. So whether that's Harburg or a recruit that he brings in, say uh, you you bring in. Oh man, now I'm forgetting. Oh, Danny Kalen. Say you bring yeah. in Danny Kalen. He performs really, really well. Just progresses and looks like he can run the offense, not make mistakes. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a high bar for a freshman, a true freshman, obviously. But I think that Matt Rule will be willing to start him over Harburg if if Danny Kalen doesn't make those mistakes. Because Matt Rule, as I, as I said before, it seems to me like the way he's building this program is he's going to build the defense up and build the defense first so that yep. they, we don't allow a lot of points so our offense doesn't have to do a lot of work in order to win games and just have the offense not make mistakes, not put the defense on the field more than they need to. And just score points when you're in the red zone, get field goals when you need to, and and just keep the other team out of the end zone. It, basically, it's the basic the basic math of everything in college football boils down to: you need to score more points than the other team does, <laughs> and that's it. Doesn't matter how many points it is; it just matters if you score more. It could be the yeah. Michigan State game from 2020, where it's the nine to six game, where it's all field goals. Uh, you still win that game. It could be the Purdue game from last year, 43 37. Purdue still wins that game. It does. It, it's just the math, and I think that's what he's going. He wants. He wants to go back to the basics, and just look at the look at the simple math, and think, okay, how can I get Nebraska to score more points? How can I get my team to score more points than the other team? And I think the best way he found to do that is to build the defense and just stop the other team from scoring points. Uh, so, I think if Danny Kalen can make less mistakes than Harburg does on a regular basis then I think Danny Kalen's going to start. I think he just wants to have the most mistake-free offense, and that's been something Nebraska struggled to have for the past five years. But do you uh, think then Sims and Purdy are going to leave? I mean, Sims, I don't know. I, 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 would, I, I would not be surprised if Purdy leaves because I think that he's really not seen a lot – of chances i think purdy's gonna probably drop down he might go to like a conference usa team or maybe even go to fcs levels uh transfer wise sims i think will transfer as well uh because you have danny kalen coming in uh but i mean jeff sims i think is kind of lost like you look at you, you we talk about mistakes and not wanting someone to make mistakes jeff sims is the complete antithesis of someone making or not making mistakes uh so it's just uh I think that he might see the writing on the wall and he's also older as well. Like he he doesn't have as many years of eligibility left. So I think he might transfer and just try to get something. Cause obviously the goal for all these players is you want to play in the NFL. And if you're not playing in college, yeah. you're not going to play in the NFL. So he's not going to transfer to somewhere big. They'll get him a lot of NFL attention, but he might transfer. He, he'll probably transfer to some group of five school, uh, and give them a boost at quarterback, and and if he figures out the fumble and interception problem, he could be a decent quarterback in group of five. I think you're right. He is the best athlete in that quarterback room. If he didn't make mistakes, Nebraska yeah. would be like seven and two right now. I think right, seven and right. three maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, he just he is a very good player, and we saw flashes of that. That he he can run. He's he's I, I would like to say he's a better runner than Harburg. Uh, he's not as good as a thrower, I don't think, from what I've from what I've right. seen, and it's been a long time since we've seen him throw a ball on a field, obviously. But um, still, I, I I have a belief in Harburg that I don't really with Jeff Sims, and I think that I just feel bad for him where he transfers in. This was going to be his year to start at a rebuilding. Uh, with Matt Rule rebuilding, his coach believes in him. He wants him there. He recruited him to come there. Uh, it's his 
top pick for quarterback, and then he just really flopped, and 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 now Harburg's kind of taken over the job, and now Jeff Sims is healthy and he's not playing. So I I think that he's going to transfer. I think that Purdy will transfer. Uh, we'll see what happens with Danny Kalen and and uh, Mr. Harburg here coming up in the in the fall. Of course, it's a long, long time away, and a lot. Yeah, yeah, happen. right. We're getting but, but yeah, that's a that's a that's always a good debate. And I, I think that uh, he just that I, in the end, I think rule just wants stability. So I don't think he's going to bring in some guy from outside unless there's some amazing get that Nebraska gets for some reason. But I don't think anyone major is going to really be transferring from what I'm hearing right now, at least. Who are you uh, impressed with on defense in this just in this game yesterday? Man, uh, I just want to say the, the front, uh, I guess it's a three, three, five. So the front six. I want to say for Nebraska, I think played pretty well, uh, just not really allowing a lot of rushing yards. Uh, and, and, and I mean, the, the, the back, the back five or six kind of get, got torched a little bit and, but, uh, they, they really held their own when it came to defending the run and allow, they only allowed 148 yards of rush or sorry, 63 yards of rushing. I was looking at Nebraska. It's my fault. Um, and on 31 attempts, that is, uh, yeah. immaculate. That yeah. is, that is why we have the number one of the top 10, 15 rush defenses in the country. Uh, and, and I thought they played exceptionally well. So, um, with the exception of Isaac Gifford getting burned on that trick play yeah. but of course that's a that's just a you're not expecting that kind of play thing and uh, it, it worked nebraska came out in the right formation so um what about you grandpa who stuck out to you on the defensive side of the ball here well i i can't disagree with your what you just said i the what the play that stands out to me and it was uh i forget what quarter it was it may have been the third quarter i'm not i'm not for sure but uh, uh michigan state tried that other half pack half back option pass and they had a guy wide open and he's he's either gonna he might score on that play I don't, I don't remember for sure but he's, he's this is a big gain and it keeps the drive going Phelan Sanford kid who walked on from from Hastings College I think he grew up in Benkelman Nebraska you can't get much smaller town than that he makes an incredible play he cold cocks the would-be receiver, knocks the ball out of bounds. That was a great, great play. And he's been playing well all fall. He's he's a great player, and I love his hustle. Um, so he he'd get my vote for maybe player of the game or defensive play of the game. I, I either way, I, I would have Phelan Sanford in there. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you, Grandpa. I think Phelan Sanford played pretty well, and he has been playing well recently. And just he's been a guy that we've needed to step up. I uh, on that defensive side of the ball and I it, it's just been someone that's really stepped up well so yeah I, I agree with you in that play of course confirms a lot of what we've seen for the past couple of uh years here or not years sorry uh games from Phelan Sanford you want to go through the Big Ten standings Big, Big Ten West standings yeah this is this is really where it comes this is really where that loss hurts and as I said before uh Iowa at the top uh, at seven and two on the year and four and two in conference, then tied for third, second place. Sorry, we have three teams, Nebraska at three and three in conference, five and four overall, Minnesota at three and three in conference, five and four overall, Wisconsin at three and three in conference and five and four overall as well. Then you have Illinois Northwestern tied for third at uh, two and four in conference and four and five overall. And then Purdue uh, bringing up the caboose as a, as as we go for more train metaphors with the boilermakers uh and uh <laughs> at one and five in conference two and seven on the year um 
what are your what are your thoughts on that, Grandpa? Just as as it, it all shook out this weekend. Well, had we won yesterday, I would have been saying, "Well, geez, we can control our destiny in the West." And we still, I mean, we can, but we're going to have to win out, and that's that's a tall task. But we play. Iowa is leading, you know, at, at four to, four and two in the Big Ten West. We play them. Uh, we uh, Wisconsin is tied with us at three and three. We play them. So um, Nebraska could be in a position again. You got to win uh, to to compete for the Big Ten West. And I, I, at this late November, you know, first part of November uh, of the year is is amazing. I, I'm not. I'm not betting the farm on our chances of, of uh, vying for the Big Ten West, but at least it's it's something. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, man, oh, man, Wisconsin lost to a bad Indiana team this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Iowa yeah. almost lost. Minnesota lost. If Nebraska wins this game and Iowa loses, Nebraska could be alone at the top of the Big Ten West standings yep. right now. So, yep. I mean, that's just how much this loss hurts the the chances of a yeah. Big Ten title game here. Of course, they're yeah. going to get whoever comes out of the West is going to get absolutely smoked by Ohio yeah. State or or Michigan because as right. we've seen, Nebraska just got destroyed by Michigan. And maybe if Ohio, I, I think Michigan will probably beat Ohio State again uh, at the end of the season. Here we can talk about that when yeah, we get to so that too. time of year, though. Uh, but Ohio State's office has just been terrible. But uh, and Illinois stunned Minnesota 27-26. They yeah, have a, I saw their that. backup quarterback John Paddock comes in. Uh, with 50 seconds left after Luke Altmyer gets injured and throws a touchdown pass. Uh, and then, as I, as I said, Northwestern and Iowa on the ropes for a long time. And uh, the, the final score of that one, it was a very Iowa 10 to seven yes. game. Uh, yeah. And they hit a walk-off field goal to, to win it um, at Northwestern as well. And Northwestern came back and tied that one at seven. Uh pretty late in the fourth quarter and uh and, and then Iowa goes down and gets that field goal so unfortunately that doesn't happen uh, Ohio State was losing to Rutgers at one point that was interesting yeah, at, the half. Uh, at, the yeah, half. at the half uh and then their offense woke up in the third and fourth quarters and they scored 14 of both those to win that game 35 16 pretty comfortably uh, Rutgers ran all over them though which is why I think that Michigan is going to just destroy Ohio yeah. State is because they I mean yeah. Michigan has not really had to run the ball that much for example uh Michigan absolutely beat the snot out out of Purdue, 41-13, not yeah. really a surprise there. Uh, but they, the, J.J. McCarthy threw for 335 yards Wow, uh, and uh, and no touchdowns. Uh, Blake Corum had, had three touchdowns, and uh, I think they had a couple defensive touchdowns in there as well. I could be wrong about that. I didn't really watch that game because I thought that was going to be a blowout, and it was. Uh, but Michigan has not really had to run the ball effectively all year. It, that might, And I think against Ohio State, they're going to have to. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see when that comes, comes around the corner here in a couple of weeks. Uh, actually that's in what three or four weeks, I believe. Um, and then Penn state knocked the snot out of Maryland 51 to 15, uh, in at Maryland as well. That's just, that just sucks, uh, for, for Maryland. You hate to lose that way at home. And then, as I said, Indiana beat Wisconsin 20 to 14. Uh, they snapped a six game conference losing streak. And, uh, I mean, Wow. Uh, Wisconsin is missing Tanner Mordecai right now. I'll tell you that he's out for the year. 
Yeah. Uh, I believe he tore an MCL or something like that. I forget specifically, but that's going to be something Nebraska can take advantage of with the backup quarterback uh, from, from Wisconsin there. So uh, we'll see it coming in two weeks. We'll play Wisconsin and then we'll play Iowa. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but uh, grandpa, let's move on to uh, this game coming up here against Maryland. Yeah. Uh, I'll read off these rankings as we always do real quick here. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about the game and, and then wrap up the uh, wrap up the show here for, for this week. Uh, offensive rankings. Uh, Maryland, you have 47th in the nation overall scoring offense. Nebraska, 117th. That is what worries me the most. <laughs> is yeah. that Maryland scores a ton of points and Nebraska scores very few. Uh, yeah. Rushing offense. Uh, Maryland 110th in the nation, Nebraska 33rd. So that's where you can take advantage of it. And then the flip side, 27th in the nation is Maryland in the passing category on offense. And 129th is Nebraska on the passing category of offense. That's as again, as I said last week, we don't throw the ball that much. So we're going to be ranked lower because we there's less attempts. Uh, total offense, Maryland is 58th. Nebraska is 121st. Yep. Uh, and that comes down to just the way that we play. So uh, defense, Maryland scoring defense, 53rd in the nation, Nebraska, 22nd. Nebraska is yep. inside the top five of the rushing defenses in the nation yep. at number four. Yep. That is huge, huge, huge. Uh, and in Maryland has the 28th best rushing defense in the nation. Passing defense, Nebraska, 52nd. Maryland, 74th. Nebraska total defense, 16th in the nation. Yep. And Maryland 44th time of possession, Nebraska 42nd in the nation, Maryland 107th turnover margin, Nebraska one shy of being last 131st in the nation. That is atrocious. Uh, and then Maryland 58th in the nation there. Uh, so which one of those stands out to you the most? Which one do you think Nebraska can take advantage of here? Grandpa coming up next Saturday. You And this didn't go this way this, you know, yesterday because both uh, both uh, Michigan State and Nebraska were absolutely terrible in turnover margin. They're both in the 120th. I think uh, uh, the Spartans were 124th. Nebraska was 129th. And yet they come out of that win yesterday with zero turnovers. So does that mean there's, there's hope for Nebraska? Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, the thing, you know, we'll just have to see that it's – the rankings, I mean, they they underscore what we already knew. Nebraska can't score and they can't throw the ball, but they can they can um, they're good at defense. Number sixteenth in the nation in total defense. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. Um, one of the things I guess that I was a little surprised at that uh, Maryland comes into this game Saturday needing a win for Vol to, for bowl eligibility. They have the same record Nebraska has at five and four in the in the uh, in overall, and 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 you look at their season; it's been crazy. Uh, uh, Maryland started off the season with with uh, what five consecutive wins, and they beat Charlotte thirty eight to six. They beat Virginia forty two fourteen. Michigan State team we just lost to. They beat them thirty one to nine. And they beat Indiana 44-17. But the, the four games since that time, they lost to Ohio State, not, not an embarrassment there, 17-37. Illinois, a team Nebraska beat. 
They uh, lost to them 24-27. And Northwestern, another team Nebraska beat, they lost to them 21-33. And then yesterday they lost, uh, they got blown out at, at Penn State 15-57. to So both teams are fighting. You know, if, if you're looking at one team having an edge, uh, I don't, you know, like, oh, boy, we really need this game. They both are. They, this is going to be the desperation bowl coming up Saturday, in my view. And then uh, Maryland's last three games are at Nebraska. They play Michigan, and it <laughs> and Rutgers is not going to be at home. There's not going to be an easy win there. So, so I, I think Saturday is going to be a must win for both. A uh, must win. It. it I mean, it, it's going to be a critical win for both programs. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Uh, I I think if just going off predictions uh, from, from what I'm going through in my head, and I've been thinking about this for a long time because uh, I've seen this Maryland game on the horizon and based off how Nebraska has been playing, I think Maryland will win this game. Uh, I think it'll be closer than, as, as Lee Corso would say, closer than the experts would think. Uh, but uh, I think that Maryland's going to end up winning this game. I want to say... 27 to 20 somewhere around there 27 17 uh i'm gonna pull up the line real quick grandpa here grandpa but yeah what are you what are your thoughts on on how this game's gonna shake out here oh I, I gotta go with the huskers i think they'll find a way to to win i think there's some desperation involved in that they don't want to you know they don't want to have to go through wisconsin and that's going to be a tough game at wisconsin uh and and you know, the, I I would love to see Nebraska playing uh, Iowa in Lincoln for a winning a chance as a winning record for the for the season, not just bowl eligibility. But let's say we already have the six wins in there, and we're playing Iowa to go you know, seven and six for the season. That would be or seven and five, excuse me. That would be that would be absolutely huge. So uh, th- that's what I'm hoping for, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, that would be huge, and that would be—I mean—that would be probably the most raucous that Memorial Stadiums has been for a game in a in a long time. Oh yeah, uh, if that ends up happening. So, uh, but the line for this game right now is Maryland uh, as as uh, away favorites. Uh, Nebraska's coming in here as home underdogs uh, by three points. Maryland's favored by three coming into this game in Lincoln. Um, maybe you're right. I, I I don't know. I I think that. It could either be a 10 to seven point win for Maryland here and pretty decently comfortable, or I think Nebraska could really make a game of this. And they're going to have to stop Tulia Togavailoa, who is Tua Togavailoa's brother, of course. Uh, he on the season has had 21 touchdown passes, seven interceptions for 2,486 yards. He's a threat. Yep. Uh, and if we can just run the ball against them and, and run it really well, I think that Nebraska might have a shot at winning this game here, Grandpa. But I. What else do you have to say about this one? Because I think this could be very interesting. And as you said, it's a critical win for both these teams if they uh, if they, if they can get it. Well, you, you said it best there, uh, Tagla, Tagavoli, Taga, Tagavaloa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's That's completing 65% of his passes. And then, as you said, 21 touchdowns versus seven interceptions. Harburg, on the other hand, has he's throwing at 50% rate. He's just under a thousand yards for the season at 967 yards passing. He has seven uh, touchdowns and six interceptions. So uh, 
the better quarterback is going to be on Maryland's uh, sideline uh, I mean this Saturday. Yeah, we'll see if if we we can rattle them though with defensive pressure. That's going to be the one thing. Tony White's defense is going to have to play its best game of the season yeah, and play yeah. even better than they have been, which is going to be a tall task as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. it'll be a good game, I think. Uh, fun game to watch. Uh, I, I I believe is it on Peacock again? Yeah, it's on Peacock. Yeah, again. On that's Peacock. Cool. yeah, that's great. Uh, I love when they do that. That's because they know no one's going to watch this game besides us. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. Uh, go on out to, uh, Twitter. You can go and follow us at how about them Huskers podcast or, or just search how about them Huskers or sorry, HBTH. HBT Huskers pod over on Twitter, or you can search how about them Huskers podcast over on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us any questions at huskerdan at cox.net or HBTH podcast at protonmail.com. Uh, either of those two, we'd love to hear from all our fellow Nebraska fans to get their take on the season, get their take on this upcoming Maryland game. Uh, any questions you have for us, send those into those two email addresses. Uh, and as always, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. And we'll be back next week hopefully with a huge Nebraska win, securing a bowl game for the first time in five seasons for Nebraska. How great would that be? Uh, We'll be back next week. And as always, go Big Red!